When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This podcast may contain adult themes, strong language, and stupid health advice. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to In Bad Taste, where we cast a critical eye over health documentaries and the claims they make. I am your host, registered nutritionist, Pixie Turner. Can you tell that I'm bored of talking about sugar? No? Okay, let's carry on then. <laughs> and I'm back again. Cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. Nikki Stamp. It is our second episode where we look at the high on flash, low on facts film, that sugar film. But look, you know, as we've already said, it's not super bad because it hasn't claimed to cure cancer because the bar has been set very low by previous films so low so low oh last week we looked at a broad overview of sugar and some of the claims that damon an actor and our protagonist in this documentary made about sugar which has taken a very fluffy visually appealing approach to nutrition and health science but this week we need to discuss whether sugar is responsible for all of the evil things in the world basically is sugar the one ring <laughs> I, I've been re-watching Lord of the Rings recently. I, I can't help it. Everything is Lord of the Rings. Um, will you be upset with me if I tell you something, a secret? You're going to be upset with me when I tell oh, you the secret. No. I have never seen Lord of the probably. Rings. Never. <laughs> no. Sorry. Why? Why? Because I just don't like fantasy films. Which is why I'm watching these. <laughs> Same genre. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably actually more fantasy here than in The Lord of the Rings. Anyway, I could go on a whole other tangent about how Lord of the Rings is so much more than fantasy and it's probably one of the greatest things of all time with the greatest movie soundtrack in history. Um, lis- but hey. Listeners, send help. She's very mad at me. Yes, I am. <laughs> She's going to kill me. Yes. That's unless sugar kills me first, apparently. Yay. Anyway, disclaimer, as usual, we're not telling people to go out and eat a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bag of table sugar because we're not silly, but 
we also don't like the fear-mongering and blame that happens in this film. So we want to take that out of the conversation and give you information with which you can use to make an informed choice about what you do with your body. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We are only here to judge bad science. We're not here to judge food choices. We're here to help you make up your own mind. So, speaking of bad science, let's get back to the film. What claims do they make about sugar? All of them. I think one of the, the things that they really hang their hat on is that Damon tries to eat 40 t- teaspoons of sugar a day, which is actually 167 grams of sugar, well in excess of the average sugar consumption in Australia and in the UK, we now, now know. Um, mm. And it's the main thing that they kind of use to show us how much it's damaging him is weight gain. Because he starts doing that, he does he does something, and then he's like, "See," and then I've got the jiggle test where he jiggles his belly. I'm like, "No, no, no, no." There's a lot wrong with that. But he's basically pinning weight gain on sugar because sugar is bad, allegedly. You know, but thermodynamically speaking, weight gain or loss is about calories consumed versus calories expended. very very basic level but what gets you to that point is very complex how you process food what Mm. food you have access to your psychological state do you sleep do you exercise how much money do you make where do you sleep all this kind of all of the things right so you know yeah so i don't you can't say one food one food group leads to weight gain if you because if you consume any macronutrient in excess for the vast multitude of reasons, then yes, you possibly will gain some weight. But is sugar particularly good at causing weight gain? No. No, no, no. No, it's not. No, No, it's not unique in that sense at all. And it's the usual narrative. And once again, we have a whole bunch of stigmatizing and unhelpful images. Like like the jiggle test. Yeah, and just the people in larger bodies walking around buying buying fruit juice because not fruit juice people people are buying fruit juice how dare they it's yeah it's the usual boring narrative that is stigmatizing unhelpful and not really entirely accurate because there's nothing special about sugar that leads to weight gain no it just isn't no i guess the only thing that people have tied um like foods say particularly sugary foods and drinks is that they might lead to less satiety or less feelings of fullness because say fat for example delays gastric emptying so your tummy emptying so you feel fuller for longer proteins the same um so that might mean might mean that in order to feel full you eat more of that and therefore your calorie intake goes up but that's you know that's not that's i mean that's not special that's that's just that's not sugar being especially evil or dangerous it's it's not magically poisonous it, it's just that you know it you might want you might decide to eat more of it but if you eat more of any nutrient as we've said you 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 know you're going to potentially gain weight depending on all these other factors but yeah usual stigmatizing kind of stuff that we're not really here for <sighs> Yes, and next up we have the claim that sugar causes fatty liver. And this is specifically in relation to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And this is where they really this is where they really blame fructose big time. And I didn't like this at all because 
like don't get me wrong um non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is a really significant problem like it is a big becoming a big health problem we're seeing it a lot more and the consequences can include um you know even going as far as to needing having liver failure and needing a liver transplant so we you know i think it is appropriate to be concerned about it now we talked about this last week glucose and fructose are handled differently in the liver and that yes that's true um, they basically say, and we talked about this last week and mentioned that it's not quite true, that fructose can be metabolized by the liver to create fat, but the quantity of fats reduced is actually incredibly small. Like, you know, we said this last week. So ultimately, how much liver fat you accumulate is driven by overall energy intake rather than a specific macronutrient, carbohydrate, protein, mm-hmm fat and saturated fat is actually very effective more effective than sugar and fructose at causing liver fat deposition so don't get me wrong like i think from the research i've read and you know pixie you'll probably be able to you know fill me in more than 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 i can but you know fructose is being looked at because it, it you know the fact that it is going down a different metabolic pathway is interesting right what you know curious scientists want to know okay, if it's going down a different pathway to glucose, let's find out about that. Let's learn more. But the, you know, the assumption that fructose is particularly good just isn't really being, you know, held up by the science. Does fructose perhaps change metabolism in other ways that can cause weight gain? Or, or look, we don't know is, is my reading of the literature. Yeah, and the problem also is if you search this on YouTube, you will come across a very, very popular lecture by Dr. Robert Lustig. Oh, yes. And this video has millions and millions of views on YouTube, which is unusual for a lecture. Mm. And he talks through all kinds of various pathways that fructose leads to that causes all sorts of problems. And it looks really compelling. It really does. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very, very like a lot, there's a lot of biochemistry. It sounds very sensible. Mm-hmm. But actually, a lot of it is assumption and conjecture and actually isn't based on what we legit know happens in the body. Yeah. And a lot of the effects that are described are there in the presence of excess energy. Yes. Yes. Not otherwise. Yes. So. This is not like a universal thing. It depends on specific conditions. And yeah, I mean, it, it seems likely that fructose can play a role if there's an absolute humongous amount. Mm-hmm. But in the context of excess energy, and even then, it's not the only thing. It's not universal. It's not guaranteed. It's not quite that simple because, as you say, saturated fat also does play a role. And this isn't about cutting out fructose, cutting out sugar. It's about just, you know, the general advice that we all are already familiar with about, you know, having a little bit of sweet stuff if you enjoy it, but, you know, maybe not like a kilo of it every day. (laughs) Do you know the other thing that I think is problematic about this discussion with fructose is that fructose is the main sugar found in fruit. And I know that uh, popular uh, low-sugar diets or advice advocates cutting out a lot of fruit Mm. and that's not helpful advice for the vast majority of the population the only time i could think about people needing to be mindful of how much fruit they eat would be diabetics 
um, because that could jack up their blood sugar. But that's, you know, that's not advice for the general population. And by the way, diabetic people still eat fruit. It's still recommended as part of their, you know, their diet. It's just about, you know, some of them will have to be more mindful. But, you know, when you when you start saying fruit is bad for you, you know, you've got to start thinking there's something wrong with that advice that you're being given. Yeah. And the way I see it, the kind of the anti-sugar camp tend to be divided into two categories. Mm -hmm. Either they are the kind of remove as much fruit as possible Mm -hmm. camp because it's too much sugar or they go along the lines of fructose is a poison, but fiber is the antidote that nature has given us. And fructose is only natural and therefore acceptable when it's in whole fruit. Otherwise, it's a poison, which is uh, which I mean, that's not firstly, that's not how poisons actually work secondly you've gone for a whole kind of natural fallacy going on there as well and thirdly like honey is a thing that humans have been eating for Mm -hmm. a very long time Mm -hmm. so okay (laughs) sure whatever whatever helps you sleep you crazy people (laughs) well speaking of crazy we mentioned this last episode damon does oh Oh, you know where I'm going. Was that an accidental segue? It was a segue. It was a segue. Um, but Damon has a lot of shots of him dancing in his undies and being generally just a little eccentric. Um, and his wife says that he's normally like this to a psychologist, but then is very quick to say that it's different now. The implication being that because he's having all of this sugar, he's getting hyperactive um, and kids do the same and sugar makes you hyper and behave a little mental. I'm like, no, I don't think there's been a, a biologically causal link shown from sugar consumption to dancing in the desert in your undies, to the best of my knowledge. No, it's actually, no, no. you're more likely to get that effect if you're on drugs, to be honest. <laughs> obviously, sugar is, is not a drug. Yeah, we saw way too much of this of this guy's naked upper body and it's not, I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm just not interested in seeing that. It just, no. So just you, no, there's the yellow, yellow Y fronts that kind of annoyed me. Oh, oh no. Ew, it's such a no. It's not a good image. It's not a good image. By the way, that ew is not body shaming because it's directed at the Y fronts, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not body shaming. No, 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 no. Don't come at us for that because it's not what we're doing. It's just, it's just, no, I have an issue with with not this person's body i just don't like seeing naked men it's just not written doesn't really do anything to me so you know it's nothing personal I, about this guy me, i take i take exception with the undies that's my problem <laughs> i'm sorry damon again it's nothing about seeing you like half naked i could care less i grew up swimming and doing surf lifesaving i stand around people in their speedos all the time that's not my problem i just i'm just not a fan of the yellow undies Oof, yeah, no. <laughs> Undies should never be yellow, let's be honest. But yes, you are absolutely right that this whole hyperactivity thing <laughs> is just, no, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is. Um, parents think that they, that sugar's going to make their kids hyperactive, so they say to them, like, calm down, don't eat too much sugar, it's going to make you hyper. And then guess what? The kids are like, energy, let's go. Yeah. And then they're super hyper because they've eaten food and because you've told them that they're going to be hyper and especially if they're around other kids it just happens and happens and it's not specifically sugar related no it's it's they're firstly they're just kids secondly there's more than one of them and thirdly you're telling them that this is going to happen it's going to happen at that point for sure yeah exactly but it's not just hyperactivity it's also we talk about mood disorders because someone here 
talks about the idea that sugar produces these uh, these highs and lows that is very much that was like the nutritionist. That was the nutritionist saying that. Oh, I I know. I was re- that was the probably the one thing that I thought was you know bordering on we can cure cancer because she was basically claiming that diet can cure depression and anxiety, and I was like. I think that's a dangerous hill to die on. (laughs) It is absolutely so, so dangerous. Sugar does not cause anxiety, Mm -hmm. okay? And cutting out sugar also does not cure anxiety because anxiety is not that simple. That's not how it works. A sugar high and low is not the same as, as, as bipolar. It's not the same as anxiety. I mean, this guy, he describes a sugar high and then says that on the come down, he feels vague and aloof. I, I, vague is not an emotion <laughs> i i feel like i feel like okay this is being very cynical i'm being cynical here he's an actor he's acting for the film like i'm not saying i'm not calling him a liar i'm just saying he's one of he's kind of an extroverted outgoing gregarious kind of personality it seems and that that's the that's what we're getting like he's like everything is the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. You know, I, I don't like I said, I'm not calling him a liar. I'm just being a little bit cynical. I mean, I, I know I know that when when it comes to mood disorders, there is some stuff that says there might be a link with some mood disorders, but honestly, it's such small potatoes compared to the actual known well-established risk factors for depression and anxiety and other mood disorders like genetics like situational things like medical um medical problems all those sorts of things that to then pin it on sugar i think basically i think it allows us to ignore the other points in someone's life or at a societal level that need fixing in order to better support people with mood disorders yeah yeah, absolutely. And it also provides a beautiful narrative of blame, which yeah. you know, yes. we've seen so, oh so much of. It's like, it's like you that. have depression because you eat sugar. Fuck off. Absolutely fucking not. Excuse me. And, you know, just to, <laughs> just to really hammer the last nail into the coffin here, like their equivalent of checkmate is shitting all over the board by introducing David motherfucking Wolf. Mm. What an arsehole. Yep. Of all the people they could ask to be expert, they bring in this fucker who is just a total insane. He's a conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist, exactly. Tinfoil hat to the absolute extreme. Chocolate is the masculine energy from the center of the sun. Oh, fuck the fuck off and stop smoking whatever weird shit you're smoking. He has absolutely no fucking clue about anything. And yet they bring him out here as a fucking expert. Oh, man, this was the probably the one moment in the movie where I was like, I'm so angry right now. He's an anti-vaxxer and his nickname is Avocado. Like, This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. No. And this is what we said. This is what we said last episode. These people get trotted out and we like the aesthetic of putting them on like juice containers or whatever. Really cute. But they don't tell them, they don't tell us the audience who they are and what their qualifications are and why we're speaking to them. So, you know, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy has absolutely zero credibility. He 100% should not be in this film. Um, he's a he's a raw food expert. What the fuck does that have to do with anything here? Yeah, I go shopping and grocery shopping and buy vegetables. Does that make me a raw food expert? I know how to tell the difference between a carrot that's good and one that's gone off. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Okay, let's make a film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was said with the exact same tone of "Let's make a baby." By the way, and I am here for it. Oh. <laughs> I've still got yellow undies in my head. I'm not really feeling it. Sorry. Oh. Um, so we also we also have to blame sugar for pimples, which was such a common thing growing up. Like whose parents didn't say to them, don't eat all that sugar or you'll get pimples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I happen to be very good friends with a consultant dermatologist called Dr. Anjali Marto, who we is love just her. an excellent human being yes. and amazing. And we've had many conversations about this, so I'm very much just going to repeat what she says because she is the absolute expert here. Mm -hmm. And that is that acne is largely down to genetics and hormones, not sugar. How boring. In fact, for the vast majority of the population, changing the way you're eating, cutting out foods like sugar, cutting out dairy, for example, for the vast majority of people, it does absolutely nothing in Mm. terms of changing your skin or improving your skin. Mm. But stressing about what you're eating, that's going to produce some stress hormones, which is going to potentially have an impact on your skin. So rather than listening to these guys and cutting out sugar, why not go and see an, a consultant dermatologist instead who actually knows what they're talking about? I have, a, I have a question. Maybe this is something we'll have to ask Anjali. If people, because acne, right, particularly severe acne can be very, very traumatic thing to have. Um, you know, it can lead to permanent scarring and have psychological side effects, mm. social side effects, all those sorts of things. 
I do wonder if people sort of stuff around with diets and other kind of unproven remedies, um, which also, again, as we've already said once before, puts a lot of blame onto them for their condition. That In the time that they're doing that, they could have seen a dermatologist or their general practitioner or someone gotten an appropriate treatment plan and reduced the risk of all these side effects. It's just delaying treatment, isn't it? Delaying successful, effective treatment. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes cutting out sugars feels easier than going to therapy. Ugh, therapy. (laughs) Just like that silence where we're both like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. The final, I guess, claim that that they make here about sugar and conditions is dental health oh and you this know what? was epic <gasps> yeah it oh. was epic because yes there is a very strong link between sugar consumption and dental health this is the one thing that absolutely totally yes is a thing mm. so excess sugar drastically increases your risk of tooth decay cavities and tooth loss so there is a report published by ucl university college london in 2014 that is probably the most widely accepted article connecting sugar intake amounts and dental health we will link it in the show notes so you can have a look there is a clear link yeah and to demonstrate this we get to watch a 17-year-old in the US attempt to have some teeth taken out after he's drunk 12 cans of Mountain Dew per day for the last couple of years. And it was it was awful to watch. Oh, it was awful to watch. But do you know, when I was a registrar, um, I was on a weekend, like when weekends on call, we'd have to do like a list uh, at the children's hospital. And there was always a dental list ongoing because, um, you know, dentistry is like you know basically they're always they need more time so they would do like a, a, a dental operating list on a, on a weekend and there was almost always kids I mean kids like less than 10 having full dental clearances that means taking all of their teeth out and that's what this guy in the film was going to do and yeah a lot of it comes down to to sugar consumption so this is where I think I had I had two public health questions about this particular scenario in the film. One, they've got one guy, one sole dentist driving around in a van he has made himself and I'm getting the impression he is giving away this treatment for free. That was did you mm. get that impression? He's he's giving yeah. away this this treatment for free because I'm sure like medical care in the US dentistry is expensive. I mean dentistry is expensive here. Um you know it is what it is. Um, but I was like, well, hang on a second. If you've got people whose teeth are so rotten, they are literally falling out of their head. Where is the public health? Where is the public health supplied dentistry? So that really annoyed me. But the second thing is that with that link between sugar and dental health being so strong, what in the hell are, is the, the governance of that particular area, the state, whatever, how are they tackling this? How, what are they doing? You've got a, you can have a seventeen-year-old with a full set of dentures. I mean, yeah, well, dentures that we don't actually end up seeing because apparently this this kid's gums were so infected that that no amount of anaesthetic, no amount yep. of local anaesthetic, 
was working. So he was in incredible pain and they eventually had to stop. And can, oh, can I, it was not fun to watch. Can I explain the science behind that? I think it's really cool. Oh my God, yes. I'm okay. so interested okay, by this, okay, please. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So when you have an infection, the tissue becomes very acidic and because of the, you know, uh, substances that are produced by the white blood cells trying to fight off infection um, and they become very hyperemic which means they're getting a lot of blood flow which means that the local anesthetic which is also quite acidic it doesn't find itself in the correct ph environment to work number one and the hyperemia the excess blood flow washes it out too quickly that makes so much sense cool, I huh? had absolutely no idea but so th- let's just put that in context for this kid who his teeth are, I mean, they're rotten, they're brown stubs, okay? Mm. What does that mean for him? In order to get his teeth out, he may be looking at a general anaesthetic to have his teeth out, all of them at 17. Oof, yeah. I mean, I've I've had general anaesthetic to take out my wisdom teeth. Oh, same. Oh, it was great. I it did was not. So great. I did not have a good time. I I I don't wake up very well from anesthetics. Um, so yeah, I kind of annoyed the nurses. I'm very sorry. Um, oh, I was apparently just I was apparently just hilarious. So <laughs> that's amazing. Um, look, yeah, no, <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's my summation of this of the yeah. science or lack of science. I mean, okay, when it comes to dental health, yes, definitely a link between dental health and sugar. When it comes to fatty liver, eh, kind of, kind of, but not perhaps as obvious as it's made out in the movie and not perhaps as uh, clear cut Mm. as they try and frame it. When it comes to uh, weight gain, hyperactivity, mood disorders and acne, eh, no, 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 no. No. It's not a thing. No. And of course... You know, we have the final thing of, is sugar addictive? You know what? We've covered this so many times that what I'm just going to say is, no. No, it's really not. It's it's just not that simple. Like, I wish I would stop saying that. Uh, I think it really diminishes real addiction. (laughs) It does. And look, we have have covered this many times. If If you're really keen to find out more, Listen to other episodes that we've done on other sugar documentaries. I believe we covered the whole is sugar addictive in Fed Up. So if you we have did. a look at those episodes, you might even find an entire episode called is sugar addictive or something like that. You'll probably find yep. something like that. So go have a listen to that because it's a it's really thorough. And quite frankly, at this point, we are bored of this narrative. We don't want this episode to be twice as long as it already is. And so all I'm going to say is, and no, it is not. No, no, no. And on that note, we're out. (laughs) Yep. For for this week. I'm leaving. Yeah, we're taking our bat and our ball. We're going home. Um, But in the meantime, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating because that's how people will find us. Uh, Subscribe. I don't know why I can never say subscribe easily it never rolls off the tongue for me what's wrong with me don't answer it's that. not you it's the word okay sure okay um if you have questions or comments so get in contact with us on email in bad taste podcast at gmail.com uh, and as always you can come and see us on our socials pixie is at pixie nutrition and i am at dr nikki stamp and as always we will leave you some juicy references and relevant links in the show notes which are below down down there down
Yep, just just scroll down a bit, you'll find it. You'll find it. Hello. So next week we are going to be taking a broader look beyond the health claims to the kind of general claim like is sugar really an absolutely everything? Mm. What the hell is this bliss point situation? And do companies really take out fat only to replace it with sugar in their products? No. Let's have a look at the food industry and the whole thing of what's going on there. We will see you next week for all of that jazz. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market